The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Want those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Slink, Gay Plus, iHeartRadio, and of course, YouTube TV. YouTube TV, Jeffrey. Uh, it is Gil Alexander. Jeffrey Parlay, producer number eight, also producer number five, is here uh, with us. Uh, on the show today, Vinny Maliulo, who always uh, closes out uh, Friday show, slow jamming with Vinny. We'll get his perspective from behind the desk. Chris Felica, we think, you know, casual with Chrissy, our buddy, uh, the bear from ESPN's College Game Day, and of course, Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast, not to mention Daily Wager. See if he has some time on his busy Friday just to drop in, give, ten, give us 10 minutes worth of college football talk, his thoughts of week two. Mark Borchard from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert to talk baseball with us. How about those Blue Jays? sweeping the Yankees, all four games in the Bronx, Yankees never led. First time that's happened to the Yankees at home where they never led to four-game series since what, the 20s, the 1920s. And the Blue Jays go from four and a half back of the Yankees in the fight for the uh, AL wild card to now just a half game behind the Yankees in just four days' time. And the Yankees now go from the first wild card to the second wild card. So that's really the the tipping point between the Yankees and the Jays. Drama in baseball. Paul Carr will be here to talk Premier League with us as well. Paul Carr, 9-1 and one on the Premier League season on this program. 9-1. and one. Pretty, pretty good. Of course, though, uh, I haven't forgotten about tennis. Another tennis winner yesterday. We have a tennis pick or two today because I will be obviously off tomorrow on Saturday. So I want to give a pick today. I want to give a pick tomorrow. We will talk about all that coming up on the show. And, of course, we start with what happened in the National 
Football League last night. Tampa Bay Buccaneers get it done ultimately. Get it done, speaking of just winning the game now, get it done by beating the the uh, Dallas Cowboys 31-29 to yesterday. Uh, they failed to cover, obviously, what ended up being a nine-and-a-half point spread, a close, uh, in in most locations. Some had nine, some nine-and-a-half, um, but didn't get close to that in the end. Tampa Bay needs a field goal from Ryan Suckup with two seconds left to win the game. 31 to 29 and uh jeffrey you called this game bizarre i'm gonna get into that here momentarily with you as to why you uh, chose to use that word but let me just start at the top i've said it on this show i've said it on primetime action i said it on the beating the book podcast yesterday which debuted by the way uh with todd wishnev and uh mike palm and brady cannon as our first guest where we go through all of our week one thoughts um including best bets teasers of the week which game we want to stay away from, which are the big favorites we think is the most likely to lose outright, that kind of thing. But what I have said on all three of those platforms was the main thing we should remember heading into the NFL season, and this on the heels of a college football week one, which proved the same about college football, is that none of us knows anything. We think we know. We don't really know. So we're going to inevitably be right about some stuff in all of our two, three months of preseason talk prior to the college football and the NFL seasons. But week one in college football proved, right? It's like, yeah, North Carolina, maybe not. Uh, Iowa State, maybe not. Uh, you know, on and on down the line in college football, all the things you th- we think we know, conventional wisdom, or all the, the, con- you know, the consensus buzz that was going on about certain teams. Now, you don't want to react to, to we overreact to week one either, but what it should have driven home is that that is generally too that that is generally true in football with football handicapping again there's a reason why we always say just because it's the sports we grew up loving and it is the sport we grew up loving i can remember loving nothing in life earlier than loving football but doesn't mean it's necessarily the best betting vehicle so just you have to maintain a humility in football that you don't necessarily in other sports if you if you really do have better numbers in other sports. But football, man, just a quick reminder, a week, or, you know, day one in the NFL, game one, there are a lot of people who thought Tampa Bay was going to roll the Dallas Cowboys. They needed, again, a field goal with two seconds left just to beat them. Um, so that's the first thing, the humility of, of just understanding that none of us truly knows anything with anywhere close to 100% certainty. That extends also into Survivor, and let me say, Jeff, I had I ended up with five. Last year, I had two Circus Survivor entries. Lost one week one, got the second one all the way to week 15. This year, I went with five, and I employed on one of them last night the strategy of playing Tampa Bay because even if they lost, I could re-up with one. By the way, it's Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. We appreciate our new audience there. So this year I went with five, played Tampa Bay on one of them just because I could re-up it here with a deadline tomorrow still on Circus Survivor. Tampa Bay just gets by. Now, Tampa Bay teaser leg, it depends what number you got, and it depends what length of uh, teaser you played. For those of us who played a six-point teaser at seven and a half, very fortunate like myself. The Tampa Bay teaser leg gets home. But if you played a, t- a six-point teaser anywhere higher than that, nope. Meaning eight and a half or nine, nine and a half, eight would have pushed the teaser leg. 
But if you played a seven-point teaser leg, different story. But for those of us who played the six-point teaser leg at seven and a half, we just get by. Buccaneers money line and survivor plays just get by. And obviously the Cowboys went against the spread. As far as the game itself, and Jeffrey, I'll bring you in for this. First of all, let's, let's get to the stuff that is the more meaningless stuff. How quickly are we going to get or how long is it going to take for us to get used to these jersey numbers? Like as, as soon as the first play of the game, Leonard Fournette uh, got the rush, got the got the play call. I was like, I think that's Leonard Fournette. It's Leonard Fournette wearing well, number seven. How about seven tackling seven. Seven tackling seven. Apparently, number seven though, Matt Brown reminded me it was like a big deal at LSU that number. That's why he chose yeah, yes, that. Yes, it is. Yeah, um, but still, that's going to. Tom Brady's right. That's going to take a bit of getting used to for all of us. Um, and then you know, look, what are the biggest sort of things of the game? First of all, Dak Prescott back. Let's just establish that. Reports of uh, that leg being an issue. And no, he wasn't as frisky, perhaps, running the football. But that'll come. 42 of 58 for 403 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, sacked once. By the way, the 44-year-old guy on the other side of the field who had the game-winning drive, 32 of 50 for 379, four touchdowns, two picks, no sacks. He's, uh, he's pretty good at football. So on the Cowboys side of it, you're like, good. You know, if you're, if you're a Cowboys fan or a Cowboys backer, you yes, you're upset at the result. Of course you are, that you lost, and, and you had it perhaps in your grasp. And, yeah, maybe you don't have the greatest in-game coaching guy ever. You missed, a, you missed two field goals and an extra point. One of the field goals, though, one of the field goals was a 60-yarder. And so it's not really Greg the leg, Greg Zerline's fault that he missed the 60-yarder. But Mike McCarthy choosing to go for that 60-yarder with 20 seconds left in the half, literally knowing, all right, my dude just missed a, a chip shot field goal. And when I say missed it, I mean missed it. Like If you, if you extended the goalpost at the same width over to the left, he still might have missed that field goal. And then, of course, the extra point, which he doinked. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to try a 60-yarder. But the point of that is, even if he hadn't missed those two, if he misses a 60-yarder, this just in, not a lock of a kick for anybody. Tampa Bay gets the ball at midfield, spot of the spot of the kick. He got totally bailed out. Totally bailed out. Completely bailed out. And look, look Dallas kind of looked like last night what I thought they were going to be last year, which was incredibly talented team. Great offense that has to score a ton because their defense just isn't that good, which, granted, Gil, I thought their defense did a little bit better than I anticipated last night because they forced all those turnovers. Uh, and, look, covering that those Tampa Bay wide receivers is going to be a hard task for oh, everyone this It's going to be brutal. I mean, but, you know, besides the result, and I get it, the result's the only thing that ultimately it's, matters. It's totally insane decision. you you got to feel good if you're a Cowboys fan, I think, because you're like, all right, well, we got Dak. And that offense was something. Our defense still sucks. But you're right, Jeff. Like, Antonio Brown on Anthony Brown, the fact that they went one-on-one coverage, like that was the guy they, they ended up putting one-on-one. With, with Tampa Bay, if you're getting something close to the Steelers' version of Antonio Brown, and if you're getting something close to the Patriots' version of Rob Gronkowski, uh-oh. It's kind of like, by the way, keep in mind, Arizona has A.J. Green and all the reports from training camp are A.J. Green looks like the Bengals' A.J. Green. Like, pre-corpse A.J. Green Bengals. So keep that in mind, too. But if that's what the Bucks have, and we still haven't seen, like, Giovanni Bernard in full in full swing, and I do mean swing with the swing passes from Brady. I mean, if you're Tampa Bay, 
the thing that changed that I think made that game as close as it is, and it's kind of get kind of get glossed over. That injury to uh, to Sean Murphy Bunting in the first half. That was the one area where they had no depth. Tampa Bay in the secondary. I think that more than anything changed the outcome of that game. But you called it bizarre. You you as as a macro statement, Jeff. You said that's a bizarre game. What did you mean by that? Because it felt like both teams had cases why they should have won the game. Yeah. And both teams had plenty of cases why they should have lost that game last night. I agree. And you normally don't see that in the opening Thursday night game. You, Gil, it's very rarely get competitive Thursday night games to open the season. Usually it's a uh, it's a beat down one way or the, or, or the other. Uh, but, but look, Gil, I, I think one other thing you can take from last night, too, is that Dallas's offensive line, without their best player, with no Zach Martin, held up pretty held darn up well pretty against well. a great front four mm-hmm. in Tampa. And that is a big takeaway moving forward, getting Martin back. Look, Dak missed some throws early. But as the game went along, his arm started to pick up. The interception that led to a Tampa Bay score, that wasn't his fault. He put it right on CeeDee Lamb's hands, and CeeDee Lamb dropped it right into the bucket for Tampa. But all in all, I was impressed with Dallas. They looked a lot better than I thought they 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 were going to be. And if they had a real coach, they would have won that game last if they, had, if they had a real Todd would say the same thing ever. He's like, if you you got if you're a good coach, you figure out a way to manage that clock and win that game. I think, but that that it was much more egregious. What happened at the end of the first half is just it's unassailably you know it, it's it's you can't defend that. Oh, what he did kicking that sixty yarder. It's like how how not present are you to make that decision in a football game? Um. But back to the Buccaneers now for a second. The Buccaneers, what we say, the Cowboys, even though they lost, if you're a Cowboys backer or a Cowboys fan, you ought to feel good about that in some respects. I think if you're the Buccaneers and you only win that by two, forget the cover, you got to feel great about it too. You were minus three in turnovers. You had four turnovers, minus three in differential, and you committed 11 penalties in this game for 106 yards. How many times were you minus three with 11 penalties for over 100 yards? Do you win a football game against anyone in the National Football League? Doesn't happen very often. Doesn't happen very often. In fact, if we track that the rest of the year, I don't think it exceeds one hand. Five fingers, by the way. So, I mean, that 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 is also what makes that game kind of bizarre. Now, by the way, the uh, the whole criticism of uh, of Mike McCarthy shouldn't be reserved for just one coach. How did you feel about that final drive of the game. So Greg Zerline hits the field goal um, with, and I want to get this right, with 124 left in the game. He hits a 48-yarder to put, t- to put Dallas up, pardon me, 29-28. to 28. So the Bucks get the football, and it's, okay, here we go. Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, chance to uh, lead his team to a game-winning uh, field goal. That's all they needed. So, you know, they start the drive. It ends up being, so they use their, so here's what happens. So with 55 seconds left, it's first and 10 at their own 37. And Tampa Bay commits a, a, a false start. And Bruce Arians decides in order to, to uh, get away from the 10-second runoff at that point, he, decide, he says, I'll use our last time out and I'll take the five-yard penalty. What did you think about that decision Yeah, at I the thought time? that was the wrong move. I did too. I thought that was the wrong move, even though it worked. Even though it ended even, up working both out, both of those guys got bailed it, out for it ended what up they working did. Working out, but yeah, 
I would have taken the 10-second runoff, saved my timeout. So, again, yes. even though Dallas even though Dallas really only had pressure when they brought extra guys last night, you get a sack when you have no timeouts, the game's over. At least if you had that timeout in the pocket again, it didn't matter uh, because Brady made the big play to Godwin, which, by the way, that was not offensive P.I. I really don't think it was. I don't think it was either. I think it was just a, two guys hand fighting. It, it just looked worse when you slowed it down. This is where Chris Collinsworth, being a former wide receiver, is great because he, he explained it perfectly. He said, when you, when you do a little move like that, that corner is right on your shoulder. There can't help but be some contact there. I agree with you. And I agree with you about Arians. I, I, you, that timeout is worth so much at that point. More than the t- 10 seconds. If it was 30 seconds to 20 seconds, may, okay, maybe a different story. But from 57 seconds to 47 seconds, keep the time out. Take, like, I, that, that was fascinating to me. But as you said, got bailed out. So I think both of those coaches were, how can I put this, not the greatest decision makers last night, and both got bailed out in the end. So but it didn't matter. Fascinating football game. And in some weird way, I think both both uh, fan bases and both, uh, if you're backing any of the Cowboys stuff and Buccaneers and Futures plays, you almost have to feel good in either case. Yes. I have one, I have one last take on Tampa. Please, please. They should never run the ball. <laughs> never. I don't, they should throw the ball every single play. I, I think they, they already treat it they like a just anyway, keep, it, keep it honest kind of thing. I, I, will give, I will give the Cowboys credit for one thing in the first half. They realized very quickly Zeke wasn't doing anything. Like, and they went away. They were just like, we're passing the football. I thought they do deserve credit for that quick sort of maneuver. But just fascinating. And so glad to have football back. How great was that on a Thursday night? And the fact that we could just freely talk about football and not, I don't know, whatever it was we might talk about in the middle of July about something. So Survivor, let's get to that here. Are you in Survivor ultimately, Jeff? I I am not. You are not. Okay. So I again I did the five entries. Six was the max. Last year I had two, uh, but they they I ended up with five. Had six in my pocket. Decided to do one on millions. So no millions picks in that game, but I I did have again the Buccaneers in one of the five because of the fact that the deadline again extends to Saturday. So even if the Bucks had lost, I would have been able to re up because the max was six. So Buccaneers gets through. The question is what to do with the other four. What to do with the other four? What are the candidates for the other four? And, uh, and that's the other big point I wanted to make about this, Jeff. Getting back to I, I buried the headline on the none of us knows anything. You heard a lot of this in many spots. Oh, I got to make my survivor map from the beginning of the season. And what did I say all week or all month or all summer? Hey, I probably wouldn't do it that way. I'd probably watch the first three, four, five weeks of the season and then do your map. Why? Because none of us knows anything. And yes, Tampa Bay got through yesterday, but we all got kind of fortunate. So this notion that somehow you can map this out from week one, yeah, we, we don't know these teams. We don't. And this week, week one is always a bit of a crapshoot because with these other four, and by the way, it is a little more confusing having five of these things. I almost hate myself for having gotten five. Because it's more confusing than anything because you almost have to strategize against yourself, too, an extra layer. But here are the candidates, Jeffrey. Obviously, the big favorites, right? The Rams, seven-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bears. The Niners on the road, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. That's ticked up to eight, by the way. Now even some eight-and-a-halves and nines on the road against Detroit. That's a candidate. 
But what about some of the other ones that are beneath those? Which of these teams do you trust? Do you trust Atlanta hosting Philadelphia? Because optimally, you would like to take teams that you would probably never play again or might only have like one opportunity maybe to play again. So do you trust the Falcons against the Eagles? Do you trust the Vikings at the Bengals? <laughs> that, that elicited a reaction from you? That was a quick no? No way. No way. What about the Falcons, who I just mentioned? <laughs> I think the Eagles are going to be bad, but I, I kind of will subscribe to the Wishnap camp on this. Do you really want to sit through a game where the Falcons are up 17 going to the fourth quarter and then Jalen Hurts has the ball down either yeah. seven or three uh, with a minute to go and needing a stop with that horrible defense? I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not doing that double option Jacksonville-Houston thing. I'm not prepared to sacrifice an entry. Well, the thing that yeah. would happen there is the game ends in a tie and you end up uh, <laughs> you you end out of luck regardless. There's your double option. Turns out it was a triple option. Didn't Didn't factor that in. Ties or losses, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't know. Is there another candidate there? Again, what you're looking for besides the obvious ones. But here's the thing. I really do believe, getting back to the original point, I really do believe the first four or five weeks, and this coming from someone who was fortunate enough to get all the way to week 15 last year, I do think you don't get cute the first part of the season. You don't because we, shall I say it again? We don't know anything. What do you think of New England? So that was another one I was going to bring up. That was another one. Question is, with New England, there's probably, I can't, like, off the top of my head, I don't have it in front of me, but at the top of my head, is there a better place to use them later? And keep in mind, with Circa, you have to be cognizant of the Thanksgiving teams, and you have to be cognizant of the Christmas teams, six in each. Oh, so just eyeballing their schedule real quick, Yeah, They have a home game against the Jets. In week seven. Mm-hmm. And then they have a home game against Jacksonville in week 17, which you very well may not even have to worry about a week 17. Yeah, but I, and, but I guess getting back to the original topic sentence of this, to use the old uh, grade school English thing, I have to take my own advice. I don't know anything. But do I trust New England? I think New England's going to be one of them. I think the reason I bring up what I just brought up, I think New England and Atlanta, at least, are going to be two of my Circa Million picks. Though, Circa Millions, in their infinite wisdom, shaded the New England line to three and a half, and I hate them for it. It's so frustrating. It's hard enough, man. Come on, Circa. It's hard enough as it is to pick games this week. Week one, you and I established that on Wednesday when we went through these. Like, which do we like? Which do we don't like? So many more we don't like than we do. And now on the and now, if you shade a line, even on the ones you like, it's like, oh, my God. Can I at least get the, that uh, one? The, the shade, the three and a half was cruel. Oh, brutal. It was cruel. It's just brutal. Uh, by the way, breaking news in the Big 12. Well, it, was, it broke last night, but it is now official. BYU, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston have been officially invited into the Big 12. BYU already accepted. So the Big 12 reacts to that Texas-Oklahoma news and says, we ain't dead yet. In fact, we're going to be better than ever. Well, that's my words. I don't know if they said those words, but that's what they're trying to send the message of anyway. Tennis pick of the day next. And since I'm not here tomorrow, tennis picks on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. With football season just around the corner, it is time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Friday morning, after the first football game of the year in the NFL, Gil Alexander, Jeffrey Parlay, we get tweets at beating the book. Uh, This is from John Parker, uh, JP underscore IS underscore duh underscore man. (laughs) I felt the need to go through that. Cowboys fan here, and I was mostly delighted with last night's game. Just saying. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I figured you would be, despite the result. Uh, Let's see here. This is from Embassy227. Any other quarterback uh, taking the snap, and I think Arians keeps the timeout on the final drive. The trust in Brady to do the right thing, I think, was a big factor in decision-making. It's a very valid point. It's a good point, NBC27. I'm with you there. Uh, Phil Weiss. If that wasn't OPI, then there's never OPI. Please stop it, Phil. Full disclosure. Oh, here we go. Full disclosure, I had a money line plus 285 in play bet on Dallas. That will usually color, that will usually color your opinions on what a PI is. Yeah, I generally don't think it was an OPI. Um, let's see here. Asian Lebowski, uh, Jeff Parlay making a bold maneuver on a numbers game this morning, subscribing to the Todd Wishnev camp, strike up that Dolphins fight song. Yeah, it's very bold. Very bold. Um, let's see here. Okay. Uh, let's get to, uh, well, let's, before we get to the tennis picks, then real quick, I, cause I read at the end there, I said, Jeff, uh, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF. Uh, and, of course, Houston into the Big 12, although they've been officially invited into the Big 12, just to be clear. And BYU already accepted. And your primary reaction to that news is the BYU part of it, right? Yes. Uh, first off, two things with BYU. With the right coach, which I don't think they have in place right now, BYU, we have seen over the in the last 25 years, Gil, can be a national superpower. Mm-hmm. And they went independent. They bet on themselves. They played... The other sports in the WCC, and less than five years later, they get an invite to a Power 5 conference. So good on BYU to bet on themselves, and now they're in the Big 12. And Gil, top to bottom, the Big the Big 12 is a pretty formidable conference at this point with those teams they add. Do you agree with what I said at the very end when I said my words, not the Big 12's words, but it's basically the Big 12 sending a message like, okay, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, we're better than we were with you. I, I, I think they have a, a pretty reasonable argument at this point. In current version of Texas and Oklahoma, especially the Texas part of it, apologies to Texas, but it really hasn't been your heyday the last stretch of time, and nor for Oklahoma, this ain't this ain't the 70s, Oklahoma and Texas. You know, it really isn't. So, or the early 80s. So this is, you know, I, I actually think in the when it's all in the wash, it's actually a better move. With apologies to the legacies of those two schools. Shall we give a tennis pick or two? All right. Last night, another winner for us. Emma Raducanu. She has played six matches in this United States Open. We have bet on her four of those six times. All at plus money. She hasn't dropped a set all tournament long. Here are our runs. 19 and 12 now in the U.S. Open. Plus 10.21 units 
if that one match was graded after a first set, then you're only up 9.21 units. Sorry about that instead of the 10.21 units. And the current hard court run, 33-15-1 for plus 24.83 units. If you got the worst of grading on one set, you could be as low as up 21.25 units or anywhere in between the 24.83 or 21.25. So basically, any way you slice it, this has been glorious. Absolutely glorious. I hope you have jumped on all of them. And we have a pick today and one tomorrow. Today, I am on Sasha Zverev. I got him at plus 218 last night against Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic is going for history. He is trying to make history here and win the 21st Grand Slam singles title, which would break him out of a tie with Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. He is chasing immortality. But Sasha Zverev just beat Novak Djokovic at the Olympics in Tokyo in the semifinals in a 1-6-6-3-6-1 win. And Sasha Zverev has figured it out. Um, no one ever figures out Novak Djokovic completely, but Sasha Zverev has figured out his game. He is as elite as they come these days. His hardcore data in the short term is actually very superior to that of Novak Djokovic. And at plus 218, you have got to play Sasha Zverev today. Um, seeing it a bit lower than that, plus 215, plus 210, play it at those numbers as well. Sasha Zverev, your pick of the day. Alexander Zverev, Sasha Zverev, your pick of the day at the men's semifinals in tennis. We'll have a pick for tomorrow momentarily. And Paul Carr, 9-1 and one in the Premier League, looks to extend that run next on a numbers game at Visa the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Football season may have kicked off, but there's still time to make money this season with the VEASAN NFL betting guide. It's only $19.99 and still available. Jeffrey, how many people do you think after we've uh, we've uh, promoted this five bajillion times or finally like today when I just mentioned it are like, you know what? You've worn me down. I'm buying it. <laughs> hey, you, never know. You, ne- you never know. 33 copies left, by the way. Get them while you can. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access. Get everything we offer for the entire football season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Matt Humans and crew did a great job, by the way, with the 2021 Pro Football Betting Guide. That should be stated for sure. Uh, it's Gil Alexander. Uh, the beauty of doing a show like this and having my regular group of guests, or as Mike Palm uh, derisively calls it, Gil and Friends. Um, I couldn't be prouder about that, by the way, is that the friends listen to the show and they actually have answers to questions I may ask rhetorically. One of which was, I said to you, uh, Jeff, it wasn't rhetorical, I actually asked you, but it was kind of rhetorical, where I was like, how many teams do you think have a minus three turnover differential and commit 11 penalties and still win a football game in the NFL? And that's why we love people like Paul Carr, here to talk Premier League with us and, his, and improve on his 9-1 record thus far this year. But he can actually answer a question like that from True Media Network's host of the Expected Value Podcast. It is Paul Carr. How you doing, Paulie? I'm well, Gil. I've got your answer right here. So I went back since 2000, and 94 teams in a game have had a turnover differential of minus 3 or worse and at least 11 penalties. Uh, in those 94 games, they have a total of three wins, including last night. Look at that. Look at that. So last night was the third win of a 94-team sample size of teams that are minus three in turnovers and have 11-plus penalties. Yep. 
And one of them actually was last week of last season. It was that Raiders Broncos game. Raiders got a two point conversion, I think, on with no time left to beat the Broncos in a game that didn't matter at all. But yeah, wow. three times in the last 20 plus seasons now. Jeff, what did Jim Rome used to say? Racket. <laughs> That's I'm beautiful. Out. I'm out. Have a take. Don't suck. Um, okay, Paul, uh, what about that game beyond that last night? Uh, how were you involved betting wise at all? Uh, just in my survivor pool. This is infinitely smaller than once you're involved in, but it's one I've been running with buddies for 20 plus years. I had the box and was prepared to go down in flames after making it to week 16 last year, but I uh, survived. So we'll nice. keep moving. Well done. Like I said, I had one of, uh, one of my five was on the bucks as well. Uh, okay. Let's go from our football to the other football, if you will. Let's start with the, uh, the world cup. Uh, qualifying yeah. United States spots a goal to Honduras. They're trailing one nil. Everyone goes absolutely nuts. It is mm-hmm. soccer. Twitter is one of the finest it's, places on earth. It, it's it, amazing. It, I mean, I'm it's texting amazing. With, I'm texting with people like who literally texting, who can the U S get to replace Burhalter if they fire him? <laughs> like we're going through lists. We're like, ah, yes. no, he's not going to say I don't work. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And then, of course, the U.S. comes back and rolls them in the second half with not one, not two, not three, but four goals. And you said there's actually something to this. I think so. So just this is a different sort of qualifying format in that there are three matches in eight days for these CONCACAF teams. So I think what we saw, we saw in the U.S. game. I think we saw it in the Canada-El Salvador game on the third match day. These teams that have more depth more resources from a, you know, to help players recover. You know, the U S is doing charter flights, Honduras. I don't think they're doing charter flights all the time. Uh, So just ways to make life easier. And you have a deeper team. Like those are teams I'm going to look at on this third of three match days when they play three times in eight days. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I mentioned earlier nine and one on the young premier league schedule. Phenomenal. What do you, what do you say for retire? I think I thought about just quitting. Like I'm out. We'll just call it good there. But yeah, we'll keep going. Do you find yourself with that record wanting to be more nitty, to use the poker term? A little bit. I think so. You know, yeah. Kind of, you're getting you're on a hot streak or something in basketball, and you only want to take good shots to keep a streak going or something like that. Yeah, a little bit. I, but I think more than that, like this week is weird, this weekend, in the sense that we talked about coming off an international break. Uh, we talked about, or, or we have talked about in the past, about Champions League coming up champions league starts Tuesday and Wednesday for a lot of these teams. So between these things, you know, you could see weird lineups. Uh, there are injuries. We'll, we'll touch on at least one of those. There are even stranger situations where Brazilians, like for Liverpool, they have three players who are probably kind of suspended because they didn't go play for their clubs oh, because England wasn't going to let them, but FIFA said they should. And so you've got that on top of everything. So yes, yeah, so there's a lot of weird stuff. So I just say all that to you know, there's more to some of these lines. Like Liverpool was, uh, I, I don't know, their, their line has shifted a lot because of these players. I don't remember uh, the numbers exactly, but that's shifted. And it looks really good, and it's maybe over-appealing because of that. It, again, uh, so, yeah, so be careful. Know what you're betting. Watch, pay attention to the player news and all that stuff. It's so tomorrow. foreign to the American sports sensibility, right? Like, imagine, again, we're playing an NFL season, and right. there's an international tournament they just are coming back from, and then there's another international tournament they're about to play. So, sorry, Tom right. Brady can't play this week. You know, that, right. that kind of thing. Yeah, closest thing I think of is, like, when hockey takes two weeks off for the Olympics. Yeah. But this is obviously a regular sort of thing. There's going to be another week in October, another week in November. They have to cram all this qualifying in by, like, March because the World Cup's uh, end of next year. Okay. You do have two picks, though. And what are they, sir? 
So I'm starting, this is the early game tomorrow. I don't necessarily encourage people to wake up for this, but I do have a play on it. Uh, Crystal Palace Tottenham, under two and a half, minus 125 is my price. Uh, so we talked about yep, talked about injuries. Sun Hyung Min, South Korean star for Tottenham. He got hurt on international duty, won't be playing. Uh, they have a couple guys coming back from Argentina who probably won't be playing. Uh, Harry Kane played full 90 on Wednesday, I think it was. You know, his status a little bit up in the air. Uh, and Tottenham has been a grinded out team so far. They've got a new manager who's been defense first so far. They have three 1-0 wins. Palace is terrible offensively. I think they have 20 shots in three games, which, you know, is not good. So I like the under here, under two and a half. Both these teams like to defend and counter. And I think that's just going to be kind of a, a blah fest of a game. Or uh, to use the term you throw out for, I think, basketball sometimes, a rock fight yes. of a game, which I like here. Yeah, I like a rock fight. All right, so Crystal Palace, Tottenham under two and a half. And then Man U under one and a half over Newcastle. Or, or no, pardon me, Man U Giving minus goal the goal and a yeah. half over Newcastle. What about that? Yeah, so this is the headline game of the weekend because Cristiano Ronaldo is back at Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Not sure if he'll start, but they said he's going to play one way or the other. This just has all the obvious makings of a blowout for Man United. I mean, they're way better than Newcastle. If they're at home, there's going to be a crazy amount of energy. You know, this is a returning hero coming back. You know, kind of they're shuffling the off the field issues with Ronaldo under the rug, at least for this. But just from an on the field standpoint, like this is just going to be a party and Man United isn't too affected by the international break. From what I can tell one guy, uh, Fred won't be there for them, but most of them are going to be there. So they're going to be a full strength. Newcastle's got a lot of injuries. I like United to roll. I'll lay it and play it at minus minus one sixty, given a goal and a half. Okay. And always shop around for these crystal palace, Tottenham under two and a half is the first play minus minus one twenty five. Again, shop around for a better juice. If you can find it. And then man, you giving the goal and a half, Minus 160 is the price Paul got over Newcastle. Those courtesy of William Hill. Nine and one on the season. Is that good, Paul? It's pretty, sounds pretty good to me. Nine and one. So far, so good. So far, so good. Week four of the 38-game slog. That is the Premier League season. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. And thanks for the stat update on that. You bet. Have a good weekend. My man, Paul Carr from True Media Networks. And again, the Expected Value Podcast. Coming back, Mark Borchard. Baseball next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander. Sign up today at Ben MGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football team. And if any team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app, won't take you but a few seconds, or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro football team scores a touchdown. Any pro football team scores a touchdown. You imagine, Jeff, the whole week one, the whole Sunday, just field goals, everybody. Field goals and safeties. Um, new customer offer, paid in free bets, eligibility, restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game on a Friday morning. Uh, thanks to Paul Carr for that stat, too. Johnny on the spot uh, listening and coming up with that again. 
teams that had a minus three turnover differential committed 11 plus penalties were two and 91 headed into last night and the bucks make it three and 90 uh excuse me bucks make it three and 91 wow only happened 94 times and there you go uh, that dog you hear is not Mark Borchard, but this voice of a human you hear will be Mark Borchard. Ladies and gentlemen, base winner from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. How you doing, Mark? Hey, Gil. Doing good, man. Looking forward to these. Uh, I guess there's there's a couple races now uh, in the National League that are that are close. And uh, it's I think this Dodgers-Giants race is going to be very exciting. Of course, I'm also looking to Robbie Ray pitching tonight, Gil. Yes, I know you are. For a man who came on this show and said, take Robbie Ray 100 to 1, and we laughed and we snickered and we made fun. Robbie Ray, interesting. Still uh, Garrett Cole, the uh, the favorite, though, for the American League Cy Young. So, But you, you have the Robbie Ray ticket. You're very excited about that. Uh, we'll find out what your plays are. Let, let's talk about a couple of those races in the National League. Speaking of the one you just mentioned, the Giants now lead the Dodgers by two and a half games, two and a half. Uh, Remember, the Dodgers for a moment there got a half game ahead of the Giants. Then the Giants won on the eve of their three game set with the Dodgers, then took two of three from the Dodgers, including the Friday night game. So Dodgers haven't sniffed it since. And now it's two and a half with the Giants having 22 games left on their schedule and the Dodgers having 21 games left on their schedule. I'll say it again. The Giants are finally, by the way, in some spots, a favorite to win the NL West. Not in every spot, but finally in some spots you see that minus in front of them, which has just not been around all year until this moment. And then they're still double digits to win the World Series. And I've said this a few times here in the last week. Is the simplest, most easy, obvious baseball bet staring us in the face in broad daylight and we're just not talking about it? I don't think so, Gil. I, I mean, look, <laughs> have you factored Giants year, magic so into I'm, your model? I'm going to go down with the ship here if because uh, I don't have that Giants magic in the model. But uh, right now, I, I'm, I'm looking at the Dodgers at, at plus money. I have them at 52.7%. I don't know if there's enough value there. I think they were like a plus 105. But I think the, the weird thing is, is they're two and a half games he's behind and my model still likes them. And I think a lot of other people's model still likes them. But like, if you look at this weekend coming up, the Dodgers have San Diego, that's going to be a, a difficult test mm-hmm. for them, especially they've got to, they've got to face Musgrove tonight, which, which is no, no easy task. And the giants, they get to play the Cubs and uh, you know, the Cubs aren't, aren't your, your, your father's club. What do you, what do you say? Your grandfather's club. Uh, they're, not, they're not even your older brother or sister's Cubs in this case. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, I mean, the the pressure's really on this Dodgers team. And I, I was amazed watching the game and then kind of digging into Cody Bellinger's stats yesterday. And they were just, he's just been terrible. Brutality. In fact, you, mean, you almost could, in some respects, you could trace their woes just to him, right? Like if he was even any good, they might be, they might not be two and a half back. They might actually be in the lead. He's got like a 43 or 47 weighted runs created. Plus, I mean, you, you almost can't play the guy. And, you know, I think he got, he got up a couple times with runners on uh, over in this last series. And he just, he, he's just, I don't know why they, they continue to, to, to put him out there, honestly, with, with the depth of their roster. But yeah, I mean, anyway. not, not to pick on the one player, Cody Bellinger, who again, you know, we had to have the home run title a couple years ago until he started tomahawk swinging with a month and a half left in the year. And Pete Alonso just destroyed him. But, you know, Co- Bellinger has obviously been an issue. The real reason 
and even I, as a guy who always talks about Giants magic, the real reason that the that the Dodgers are not in first place and the Giants are, there's two massive reasons. One, the Dodgers' record in those extra inning games, right, where they have just absolutely been dreadful. They're 4-12, and which is a massive improvement. Remember, at one point, what were they? They were 1-12, I believe. So they're still 4-12, though, on the season in extra inning games. That's the primary reason why they're not in first place. And really, if you go to the games head-to-head against the Giants, which is what makes the prospect of a uh, playoff series between the Giants and the Dodgers so awesome, because, I mean, you think about some of these games, May 28th, uh, Dodgers and Giants, Austin Barnes, three-run shot to tie it in the ninth. Then Mike Talkman robs Albert Pujols of a home run just over the fence, and the Giants end up winning it in extras uh, with a Lamont Wade Jr. RBI uh, to put them ahead, and then they win it 8-5. to five. July, uh, J- July 21st, Wilmer Flores, two-run shot off Kelsey Jansen. Giants were down 2-1. to one. They go up 3-2 to two in the ninth and end up winning 4-2. to two. Uh, July 22nd, maybe the most famous besides the Talkman catch. Dodgers lead 3-1 to one against the Giants. Uh, second and third for the Giants with, uh, with two out, 3-2 pitch. Jansen walks the bases loaded. Then a ground ball to short. And play at second base. The umpire rules out. Dodgers win. But it reviews. It, it gets reviewed. And it's, in fact, safe uh, at second base. And then with the score 3-2, to two, obviously scoring that, a 3-2 pitch to uh, Darren Ruff. He clearly goes around, but the first base umpire on appeal says, no, that's not, that's a check swing. Uh, And then the Giants, of course, end up winning that game uh, because he ends up getting on and it's three to three and then they win it five to three. Then there was, you know, there's so many of these, September 3rd, again, the last one of these, Chris Taylor, a two out RBI with runners at the corners to tie the game at one to one in the ninth here just uh, over the weekend. Uh, in the uh, And then in the 11th, Brandon Crawford throws out a runner at home. And in the bottom of the 11th, bases loaded, Buster Posey beats out the tag that takes Will Smith off the bag at first. And the Giants win that 3-2. to two. So how many games is that that I just listed? That's four, right? I don't know, but it, yeah. it, it demonstrates the Giants' magic. Yes, it does. <laughs> philosophy. I mean, I mean, if that's not Giants' magic, Gil, what is? What is? What is? The, yeah. the four instances of just complete magic. Listen, they won the World Series in 2010, 2012, and 2014. I was there for all of them. 2010, they probably had no business winning the World Series, but they did. And they became the even-year dynastic Giants who hadn't won a World Series in five decades plus uh, since they were in San Francisco. This team has more magic than all of those teams combined in 2010, 2012, and 2014. I'm not kidding. Like those teams, those teams were more torture, but these, these teams are, this team is unbelievable. And I will concede to you, if they end up in the wild card game, it's going to be dicier for them than it would be for the Dodgers. But 11 to one to win it all. I'm just going to say it one more time. Well, the other thing I just wanted to mention before we move on is Logan Webb's been tremendous. He has a 3.39 base winner ERA, but over the last five starts, this three metric base winner is like, it's like in the top 15. So this guy's really, he's turned it on as of late. So he could, he could be something when they get to the playoffs as somebody that they look to. What about the East? The Braves have a three and a half game lead over the Phillies and a five game lead over the Mets. The Mets forget it. They're under 500 again. The Phillies just, it's not going to happen for the Phillies. Is it right? All this potential. It's just not going to happen. They just don't want to win. I mean, they're up last night with their closer in there. They're the guys down to the last strike and, and they end up losing that game. And uh, I, th- I think the Braves, uh, by my numbers, they have an 84.2 chance to win that division. Philly still has an outside shot, 13.1%. 
And uh, as much as I'd like to see the Phillies win, uh, you know, we talked about them a couple months back at 12 to one. They're just not, they're not getting it done. I mean, they look great on paper. And then when it comes down to it, they can't beat the Diamondbacks. They get swept when they go come to Arizona. And, and they're, they lose to Colorado first game of a, of a super important series. So, yeah, I think, I think, you know, by my numbers, you know, Atlanta's at 84% to win that division. What do your numbers say about the Yankees and Jays? They, there was a four-and-a-half game lead that the Yankees had over the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays go into the Bronx, win all four games, don't ever find themselves trailing. It's the first time that's happened in a four-game set in the Bronx where they've never taken a lead since the 1920s. What are your playoff odds now on the Yankees who are nursing a half-game lead over the Blue, uh, Blue Jays for that final playoff spot? That's a good question. I have the Yankees at 58.1% to get that wild card. I have the Blue Jays at 553 So it's good. It's really So what are the Red the Sox then? The Red Sox are sub-50% then? Red Sox, Red Sox are, no, Red Sox are at six, seven, there's two wild cards, right? So it's right. Gonna, the, the total's going to come up to 200%. So the Red Sox are at 76.8% to, uh, to gotcha. make it. Gotcha. And, and, then, and then you just add the, 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 other, the other probabilities. So, mm. but I think that. Uh, one, of, I, one of those isn't getting there. For, for me, I'd like to see Toronto win it and Robbie Ray keep continuing to do double digit strikeouts. That'd be, that'd be cool. Well, he's a minus two eighty favorite today. I, I assume you're not laying though. Actually, I'm seeing $3 now in some spots at Baltimore. I'm, I assume you're not laying that we have a minute. What are your two picks of the day? Okay. Um, I'll real quick. I like Miami plus a half first five and you actually get plus money plus one Oh five and bottom line. I think we have a better picture with Trevor Rogers. I mean, he's got a .873 metric rating, and, and Anderson has a .43. The base winner ERA favors Trevor Trevor Rogers as well. And then I'm going to go to this Yankees-Mets game. I'm going to play the under in this game, and that three-metric uh, chart or the, the rating system that I use loves Jordan Montgomery, has him at a .83 percentile pitcher, and really likes Tyler Miguel, too, at .75. Uh, both of those bullpens, if you look across – my time frame charts are in the top 10. Uh, in fact, uh, the Yankees are number one and, and the Mets are number four over the last 30 days. So some really good, good pitching numbers for that game. It's, it's under eight. And I think I got it at like minus 110. Gil. All right. Under eight Yankees Mets as the subway series begins this weekend and the Marlins plus a half first five against the Braves. All right. Mark Borchard at base winner from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. Mark, appreciate it. And remember, always put Giants magic in your model. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be so fun to do with you over the offseason. <laughs> cannot wait. Thank you, sir. We'll come back. Uh, Vinny Maliula will join us uh, at the end of the show. His perspective from behind the book. Chris Felic on college football. <clears throat> Pardon me. And one more tennis pick over the weekend. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football team, and if any team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this special offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options 
Brands boosted odds specials and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro football team scores a touchdown. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. New to VEASAN? The best way to learn more about sports betting and how VEASAN can help you is to sign up for our free daily email. You'll receive an email every morning with show highlights and expert insights. Sign up for free today at VEASAN.com slash email. That's VSIN.com slash email. If you didn't catch VEASAN last week, here's some of what you missed. The Washington football team, I get the feeling Chris is not so high on them. Chris? The Washington football team, what do you think? WFT or the WTF for this club? Well, people that are expecting them to win the division, how many times are they favored this year? Yeah, not very many. Three or four, depending on the sports book. And you're going to bet them over eight and a half to win the division? I mean, are you Looney Tunes? Last year, they faced one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Not only was it easy, but they had a plus eight rest advantage. Now they come into this year playing a first-place schedule. They have one of the worst, I think either number one or number two worst rest schedule uh, disadvantages at minus 14. That's a 20-game difference. Uh, Let's take a look at their schedule, okay? Uh, Chargers. Yep. They're supposed to be much improved. So they open against the Chargers. That's a hit or miss. It's a 50-50 shot. Uh, uh, oh, hold on one second. Well, you've got it there on the graphic there. If you look uh, up there on the screen, oh, you've got okay. the Chargers, then the Giants, so the Giants, at the Bills. Right. So you've got the Giants. So those are both, you know, close to coin flip games. Uh, you know, a lot of high aspirations for the Chargers. A numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, Visa at Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. I think that YouTube, I think Jeffrey, that's going to catch on one of these days, this YouTube. Sort of like sports betting. I think one of these days is going to catch on. It's Gil Alexander. Jeffrey Parlay, producer number eight, uh, is here with me. Um, okay, just to clarify, the, the Paul Carr stat. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. 
In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.